Hello, and welcome to Behind the Scenes with Darren Roy. My name is Darren Roy. I am here with Hale Cole Tucker, uh, co-owner of Tucker's Restaurant Group here yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. Thank you for coming on today. I appreciate that. Happy to be here. So let me just start off. Um, I've been a big fan from the beginning. I will never forget. I went to Hooksit, yeah. which is your one of the originals. First one. Yeah. First one. And, you know, to me, I've always gone to a breakfast restaurant and, like, got right in. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I waited, like, 50 minutes. Yeah. And, like, you know, obviously I had heard, like, this is a great spot. Like, it's worth the wait. And I was like, okay, you know. And I sat down and I was like, holy smokes, I know why people wait in these lines. Yeah. To, like, come eat breakfast, you know, because at the time I was like, you don't wait in lines for breakfast. Like, yeah. It's, you know, who, who does that? And um, I totally get it. Um so basically, like every episode, I kind of want to start from the bottom and kind of go present sure. day today. How, so let's go back to college. You know, if you were to describe Hale back in college and a younger Hale, how... Oh, boy. You know, <laughs> how how were you? Um, you know, I, I was kind of going that traditional path, getting a college degree, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but the one thing I knew was that I loved to work. Um, that was ever since I got my first job. It sure. was I just I just loved working. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of just where I felt the most kind of like my place. Um, and so I tried a bunch of different things, but would always just go back to like an hourly job. And I um, I loved working in the kitchen. Um, and I worked uh, for a bunch of Greek guys actually um, in college. And then I met my wife, and coincidentally, her dad um, owned restaurants. No kidding. And, you know, as the restaurant business is very much still the same as it was back then. Sure. Always need help. And so, so from a young age, were, were you in the kitchen? Like, was I that... was, So I started working in kitchens when I was um, in college, but I always loved cooking. Okay. Like I, I, it definitely was, you know back to when I was a little kid, just learning how sure. to cook for my mom. Well, and, and I feel like at least for me, like, you know, because I'm in a French family, right? Like cooking is kind of like you all gather oh, yeah. and, yeah. and you know, like for my family, like we didn't follow ingredients. We kind of just put stuff in yep. and if it worked, it worked. Always. Like that was kind of yep. how we were raised to totally. kind of like, all right, try it. If you don't like it, fix it, you know? Exactly. So that kind of seems to be how you were too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I always loved it and then just loved the... Like how crazy kitchens were, and sure. and just really kind of found my feet in the kitchen, and then started working for Erica, my wife's dad. Yeah, um, and he really was the one who kind of took me under his wing and taught me everything about the business. Sure. Um, but so, you know, so so at what age did you like, let's say, officially? So it was get, it was get like engulfed in that. Yeah, it was right around the time atmosphere. We we came out of college. I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, Erica and I, Erica grew up in the restaurant business. Okay. And so she was like, heck no, there's no way we're doing a restaurant. I've been doing which, this my whole life. Which by the way, like you talk to anybody, right? And, and, and they're like, stay away from stay the away restaurant from business. Restaurant. Like yep. that's not, yep. you know, like, they kind of put like an X on it. Oh, absolutely. And, and they say, if you go into it, you're crazy. Like, yep. that's, that's <laughs> totally. And she didn't want any part of it. She, um, went to Northeastern, got her master's degree for teaching. Um, she's like, I'm doing this. We're doing some, we're not doing restaurants. Sure. Um, but I would go do other jobs, and I just kept getting pulled back to the restaurant. I just, yeah. I loved it, and the more and more I learned about it, I was just like, "This is, this is it for me. This so, is what so, I want to so do." So, did you kind of work your way up? You know, like, yep. you know, as far as the yep. lowest job, 
Yep. So exactly. It, it, well, I started all the way from. I mean, when I was working for the Greeks, I was a pizza delivery guy slash prep cook. Okay. You know, slash dishwasher. Yeah. And you know, worked my way up to where I was managing restaurants for Erica's dad. And, um, and like obviously with those positions, like you're in the trenches. Like you're like, oh yeah. You know, like it's yeah. it's not anything glamorous, fancy. It's no. it's. No, we always say to people, at some point, everybody should work in a restaurant because it's, sure. it's a rite of passage. Yeah. It, it teaches you a lot about work and work ethic. I, I feel like you, you, you kind of grow up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or learn, respon- you know, learn responsibility or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're doing the uh, deliveries, the prep cook, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When was it at a point where you're like, okay, like I might actually be good at this. Like this might actually be something it, that I could actually do, you know? Yeah. And I think it was while I was, when I started managing stores for Erica's dad. Yeah. Um, that's when I said. Where were those know, located? Uh, in like the Derry, London Dairy okay. area. So breakfast restaurants, uh, a steakhouse. Yeah. Um, and that's when it was like, okay, I kind of get the business side of this. Um, this is something that we could definitely do. And then Erica and I had our first daughter, Maddie, and I was still managing a steakhouse for Tim at the time. Okay. Getting home really late at night. And I was like, this doesn't work. Let's try this breakfast concept. Right. Um, so so while you're doing that for that, was she involved yep. too? Or? Well, so she was teaching and then she would still work a little bit on the side. And then when we decided to open our own restaurant, she um, – did it with me because Erica is, you know, we're, it's a 50, 50 thing with us. I sure. mean, she is absolutely brilliant at what she does front of house guest service side. I'm more the back of house kitchen. Well, guy. and even to talk about that. So like you kind of did the two no-nos, right? One yep. restaurant business and two with the family. Like, <laughs> with the family. Like, yep. like, oh yeah. You know, like that's like, yeah, which two is usually that, a recipe for it, disaster. It's a disaster. You know, yep. as somebody who, you know, grew up in a family business, like yeah. I know it's, it's like, you know, it's hard to separate the oh, two. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's go into the thick of it. Was it 2014 or so maybe let's go back. What, so you're doing all these jobs for her dad's yep. restaurant. At what point do you guys kind of come together and say, Hey, maybe we could do this on our own. Yeah. So we, we, when we had our daughter, that's when we decided we were going to open our own and we opened a breakfast and lunch restaurant in Salem and not Tucker's. Uh, right. It was called Maddie's. And okay. we had that for about seven years. So was, what year was that? That was, we opened 2007. Seven. Okay. Yep. And we ran that for about seven years. It was a great business. Um, taught us a lot. Um, but we always wanted to grow it. We had kind of visions of things we could do and just never, it just wasn't set up for growth. Right. And so we just kind of got tired of it and burnt out. And we actually sold it in 2013 thinking, you know what, we've had enough. Yeah. We're done with the restaurant business. Let's, let's move on to something else. Sure. So, so honestly from 13 to 14, what happened? It what was, like it, it, it took, it took about three months, honestly, to before, get back into it? before we were like, yeah, we made a mistake. Like, sure. We miss it. Um, so kind of that winter 13 into 14, you know, it was a lot of, we did a lot of soul searching that winter about what our future was going to look like. Yeah. And we said, you know, I think we want to get back into the business, but we're going to do it this time. We're going to take everything we've learned and we're going to create something that is going to last a long time. Sure. And something, the, the restaurant we'd always wanted to build, we were going to Because I mean, it. you know, not that I know anything about this, but in retrospect, anybody could open up a restaurant, yeah. right? That's not, yeah. you just need some money in a place, but like doing it the right way. Yep. 
I feel like that's very commendable in the sense of like, hey, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Yep. The first time, do it yeah. the way it should be, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what we did. We came right out of the gate um, saying that above all, we were going to put the team first. Sure. We were going to make a great place to work because nothing is more important than your people in the sure. restaurant business. Oh, oh, and, and people don't understand that these days, I yep. think. That's, I think that's a, a very um, something that people just don't kind of put together and like you're right i mean without your people you're nothing yeah you know so 2014 comes around uh hooks it what why hooks it for the first location yeah so we had um we put the concept of tuckers together we had uh brought on some investors um kind of put our initial capital together and then we went looking for a location and it was we knew target areas where we wanted to be. Sure. And that building in Hooks, it became available. And we knew how busy that road was, what the traffic count was. Of course. It was an underserved market. Um, and, and it was a really good price. And so when you're so just, when you're starting up a concept, ultimately the, the price is the, the price the big is, deal, a, yeah. is a huge factor. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So it kind of seemed like it all kind of came all together as a perfect opportunity. Really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. It was great. And it and we knew right from the first day. It was you know, based on people's response and the traffic that came into the store that it was a great fit. Well, and and that's one thing I'm going to just sidestep for a yeah. second. Um I as somebody who's had the opportunity to work for a lot of people, who works for himself but works with a lot of different people. Um I like I have never heard of one bad thing about you guys. And that's something so commendable to me cuz you know, it's one thing to start a business and, you know, want to make money and do all this. But, like, the fact that you actually take care of your people. I, yeah. I Like, that's something to me, like, I value so much, yeah. right? Because as someone who, you know, takes charge of my own business, like, you know, you want to treat people the way you want to be yeah. treated. And there's so many people that, unfortunately, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so the fact that, that that was a big deal for you guys. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's commendable for sure because... People don't think that way, yeah. um, especially restaurant, right? Like I, you know, not to name names or anything, but I've heard a lot of things about other places, and, and I'm like, really, like they, they treat you that way? Yeah. And then obviously internally with you guys, I I, I know people, and I just like, I haven't heard of one bad thing, and yeah. I'm just like, that's that's pretty hard these days. Yeah, no, it is. You know? I mean, I think Erica and I both. I mean, we have a profound amount of respect for each other. Sure. And, I, and likewise, we have a huge amount of respect for other people. Which, I, which I think, once that mutual respect is there for yeah. yourself, you can respect other people too. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that that's where it comes from. It's yeah, we. I, it kills us when we know somebody's working and they're not happy. Sure. Um, because it's just. You know, we want everybody to be happy when they come into work. We well, want and for, for a lot of people, you know, you're at work more than your home. So, yeah. like, you want to make it somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you want to be at least, you know, obviously nobody likes working. Right. But if you're going to work, at least be happy doing yeah. it. So, let's fast forward a year. Yeah. So, you're, you're in Hookset. Things are going great. Yeah. You say, hey, let's open up another store another restaurant yeah well that was all so when we did tucker's we always knew that we, we couldn't quite get over that hurdle with our previous restaurant you know when we talked about the idea of expanding our team in that other store just puckered up they were like no this isn't going to work if you guys aren't here all the time sure so when we opened tucker's we came right out of the gate saying 
this is going to be a multi-unit concept. Yeah. And so our goal was five and five years, was to do one every year. And so that's why we, when 2015 rolled around, we started looking. You're we like, let's like, go. We, and kind of serendipitously, the, uh, the location popped up in our hometown in New London. And so it was like, this is too perfect. Right, which, you know? which I mean, for me, as you know, someone who, through, through you know, me DJing and stuff, coming back to your hometown is great, yeah. and doing events, but like owning a restaurant, that's even, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's, you know. it, was, it was like always a dream for Erica and I to own a restaurant in our hometown. And we had actually eaten at the previous restaurant that was in that space in New London, okay. and we loved the space. It's just quintessential New England. Sure. And we had sat in there and said, God, this would make a great, restaurant like uh, and yeah then it became available so it's like so, all right so, this so, is it's too perfect right yeah which i mean so far with these two locations it just seemed like right time at the right place oh, yeah. and it just like yep it just it couldn't have gone any more better for you guys yep um so then let's talk about concord and dover the next yeah. two years yeah and again i mean the whole thing has been <laughs> I don't want to say a fairy tale because it's been a lot of work. Oh, for sure. But the way a lot of things came together, I mean, Concord was uh, just such a great spot in that Concord, in that, you know, kind of South Concord community. And the owner of that store um, actually came to us and said, I mean, he's in his 70s and he said, I'm thinking about retiring. You guys would do great here. Um, you know, would you want to purchase my store? Sure. We, we looked at the location and we were like, oh my God, this is perfect. Yeah. And then Dover, same thing. We were kind of looking for our fourth store and we were out in an area, um, in the area where our Dover store is. And we were looking at some other stores and that we looked at that location, which is an old pizzeria Uno. Okay. And it is, I mean, that store is, it is our most amazing location as far as kind of where it is, traffic counts, intersection. Sure. And we saw the retail sign on it and we said, you know, can you imagine? Like, this would be the ultimate place to have a Tucker's. Right. And we just kind of went out on a whim and reached out to the broker, and they agreed on a lease deal. You're with like, us. let's go. So I was like, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, I want to assume, you know, when you first started, like, that's what you want. That's what you always want, right? Oh, yeah. It's just that yeah. constant growth. And, like, you plan, you plan, but when it actually happens and it's right in front of you, you're like, wow, like, I actually yeah. did it, you know, because. Yep. We all have ideas, right? Yeah. But who knows if they actually pan out to work the way oh, that, yeah. that, that we all want them to. Yep. And then um, 2019, y'all came to Merrimack, yep. which is my hometown, yep. which which is funny because we had a few spots yep. for breakfast. Yep. Um, but, like, it was nothing – it was just, like, that traditional breakfast spot. Yep. It, you know, it was your old-fashioned yeah. breakfast, you know, yep. which – was fine but when you guys came in yeah i mean as you know not knowing you guys at the time at all yeah but knowing tuckers i was like this is awesome yeah and it went into a plaza that for years sat and it was kind of an eyesore yep for the town really yeah. and then once you know they decided to reface it and do everything over um it just did it seem like that perfect spot like yeah. or is that where you guys wanted to go or, or was there another spot? No, we had, uh, so we had definitely looked in the, you know, Merrimack, Nashua area. Sure. Um, we definitely were really intrigued by what they were doing with that plaza. Yeah. Um, it just was gorgeous. We felt like it, like our, our thing has always been to kind of take old restaurants or old real estate. And instead of like, you know, I think the, a lot of restaurant concepts will just come in and they'll build their, per they'll knock whatever's there down and they'll build their perfect thing. Yes. And that's it. It's kind of like a step and repeat 
kind of thing. Exactly. Our thing has always been: can we take a space and can we make it work for us, or make it better? You know. Exactly. Like we've yeah. been we've been opportunistic in that sense, and so when we saw what they were doing to that plaza, we were like, "Oh, this is cool," and the tenant mix looked great um so it was a little bit of a risk for us because it's actually still it's our only inline store um where we're in a plaza attached to other stores all of our other stores are freestanding sure um but you know i still think it's it is still one of our slower stores but it continues to grow sure and we love the location we love the community so well listen anybody in merrimack that's where you go for breakfast right <laughs> that's your spot that's that's no but i mean even me in, in town right like that, that's where i go just because yeah. like like I said, I you know I feel like we all want that experience. Like when you go to Tucker's, you get that experience. It's not just breakfast. It's yeah. oh wow, they have this you know different things and yeah. Um, so just to take a little step back for a second, uh, you I mentioned you're kind of in the back as far as op- operations. Yep. Um, what goes into that? You know, like let's say on a weekly basis or like. You know, what are your main roles? Sure. And yeah, to be honest, I have, you know, now I've kind of transitioned and taken, I've, I'm kind of out of operations now okay. because we now have over 300 people that work for us. Which is a lot. Um, and so there's, with that, there's a lot of stuff that I still like it, but it's a lot of stuff that you don't realize is going to come with sure. running a business of that size, you know, administrative stuff, all the accounting stuff. I mean, there's, there's a lot on that. So end. obviously you got to have a good... Team. Yes. And so that's that's really where I focus my attention now. Sure. Um, and we've got a great operations team, you know, most importantly, my wife, who is the boots on the ground. She loves being in the stores, yeah. being with the customers, being with the team. Sure. Um, setting the tone, making sure our culture is intact. Well, and I mean, for every time I've seen her, she's smiling. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of day she's having, but she's smiling yeah. and like, She's on all the time. Oh, she, like it's, it's, she loves it. I mean, that's that's not an act. No. She is at her happiest when she's with working with the team. Sure. Um, she just, she loves, you know, the people side of it. Which, honestly, I think that probably leads to both of y'all's success is just really loving what you do. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you don't love what you do, obviously you're not going to put as much yeah. effort into it. Not only that, but we have always had, and it's to go back to your other point about, you know, working together. Sure. I think that she and I have always had a huge amount of respect for what the other person does. And I've always been, even back in the early days, I was the back of house kitchen food guy. She was the front of house service person. And we always would talk to each other about how to make the two sides work together. Um, but it was always still this kind of respect for what the other person like, did. I'm going to let you do your you thing. You do your thing. I'll do my right. thing and we'll come together and it'll be awesome. Sure. And I think that that's kind of translated into our culture today, which is, you know, that typical restaurant is you got your back of house, front of house wars. The, the servers are screaming at the kitchen. Sure. The line cooks are screaming at the servers. You're never going to see that in a Tucker's. Okay. You know, we have a profound in the back in the kitchen, we have a huge amount of respect for what the servers do and the front of house team does working with the guests. And likewise, our, the servers, you know, watch the stuff the kitchen has to go through and they have yeah. a huge, and they, you know, want to treat them with respect too. Sure, because so. I mean, you know, everybody has their own values somewhere, right? Yeah. So once oh, you yeah. learn that, hey, you know, my job is no greater than the other job. Nope. That's when you begin oh, yeah. to kind of appreciate what everybody does. Everybody appreciates it because all you got to do is have one person call out. Yes. You know, it could be your dishwasher calls out. And then you realize real fast how important a dishwasher is. So, so w- when you started this whole endeavor, was there anything that, like, 
obviously you anticipate, but was there anything that you're like, oh my gosh, like a little harder than what you thought or, or was it all kind of what in line with what you thought was going to happen? I mean, I think, you know, I think like I was saying before, I think the, the business and administrative side I never knew how much was going to go into that. Which is the least funnest part. Yeah, and there's, and <laughs> there's know, just a, there's a lot of layers to it. Sure. There's a lot of stuff that continues to come up between, you know, workers' comp and and just the general just business administrative stuff. Yeah. So I, I knew that was going to be there. I didn't know it was going to take so much time. Sure. Um, but besides that, I mean, you know, our team is amazing. Managing that many people is always going to be your most challenging of course because i mean with 300 employees that's no small business it's it's a small business mindset yeah but with a large amount of exactly there's always going to be fires to fight so sure yeah and then um let's go to a couple years ago you guys decided to go to bedford yeah which is your biggest location to date yeah right now yeah um tell us about bedford and how that kind of yeah went along again that was kind of a um you know, real serendipitous thing. We we had the audacious goal of growing during COVID, yes. which people were like, "Are you crazy?" Um, which which actually, if you don't mind, yeah, yeah, I'd like to actually go back to twenty twenty, yeah, because um, I kind of got to see a glimpse of what happened. Yeah, obviously, you know, March eighteenth or whatever it was, yeah. twenty twenty, the governor says state of emergency, yeah. shutting down people eat in your restaurant yep. like you know once they say you know in in store eating is done yep so if you wouldn't mind a couple of minutes just like talking yeah. about that whole year and oh how, yeah and obviously you guys adapted very well yeah but how you know obviously there's some trying times oh yeah because you had all that success last couple of years and all of a sudden something that's out of your control yep it's kind of stopping things for a minute. I, yeah. I can't imagine a couple of sleepless nights probably. Oh, it, it was right in the beginning, but you know what? We, and I always say to people when they ask about COVID, I say that was really, that was a turning point for us. Sure. Where we really, we always kind of knew what we were about, but you know, COVID really drove it into the stone. Yeah. And that, and what I mean by that is, you know, we, after we had kind of absorbed what was happening, sure. Um, we said, you know what, we're going to commit to our team and we're still going to commit to our farmers and our local partners. And that's what we did. And the community just rallied behind it. And yeah. so it was, we quickly became that spot where it was like everyone during COVID wanted to support their communities because they knew how hard this was. They were just looking for opportunities. Sure. And they saw us as one of those opportunities. Well, as, especially not as a chain, but as a local as a lo- yeah. local staple in their community. They're like, let's support these guys because yeah. obviously local small businesses were, were hit the most exactly you know and everything that we were doing during that time it was not some marketing ploy it was it was you know the like the biggest thing was selling the eggs and that was purely because you know all of our eggs come from small new hampshire farms we have two farms that we represent over 90 percent of their business 90 wow. percent of their eggs which for the state to be a, you know, a business in the state and then support yeah, a business like that in the same state—that's yeah. amazing. That's and, and you know, obviously, the chickens don't stop laying eggs. No, and, you know, COVID or not, and so we said that we we have to find a way to keep moving these eggs. Sure. And so we said, let's start selling them in the stores. Yep. And it quickly went from, oh my God, what are we going to do? To we don't have enough eggs, so we're selling out because we're selling out. Yeah. And so all the stuff that we did during that time, you know, really, kind of, it helped us not only 
kind of stay level. It helped us continue to grow. Well, and I feel like maybe in that situation, you kind of reinvent yourself a little bit. Oh, yeah, we did. You know, because like, yep. you know, because when things go so good for so long, you kind of, not that you take a back seat, but you're like, okay, this is, this is how we operate. And then once something like that comes to head, yeah. you're like, okay, maybe let's reevaluate some things. Let's change, you know. Yeah. No, it really did. It, it, we did have to reinvent ourselves, but it was good. And, and it was honestly like, I've always loved that entrepreneurial side of the business where there's a problem. Let's put on my entrepreneur hat. Your, and, your hard hat. And let's, let's, yeah. let's get to work. And that's what it was. It was like, okay, sure, we can't waste any time. We got to figure this out. And we did. And it. so, yeah, to go to fast forward to Bedford, that was a time when a lot of restaurants were just, you know, we're not going to be able to make it through this. Sure. And Outback Steakhouse was one of them. Right. And they closed up. And the minute that thing closed up, I mean, we saw that location. And we were it's like, a prime oh, location man. in Bedford, right? That's, I mean, that is... you can't get any better than that. Yep. That's... And I think that had it not been during COVID, I think, a, you know, a huge national retailer probably would have jumped in and scooped that thing up. Sure. But because... Of the I, I think people were a little st yep. stagnant at that oh, yeah. time. Because of the time that we were in. Because um, the money was tight. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And we took a big risk on it. Um, and Did the size of, of the place scare you guys at all? No. Because obviously compared to your other restaurants. Yeah, I mean, we had had experience with Dover running a big store. Sure. And, and so it, that didn't, I think what scared us was still the unknowns with COVID. You know, we were, as we were building it out, we were still under a lot of, um, restrictions with the dining rooms. We were at 50% capacity. Sure. You know, people were talking about everything flaring back up again. We were going to have to go back on lockdown. So yeah. that was definitely a big risk. Um, but we felt really confident about it. And we felt like Bedford was a community that was just ripe for what we were doing. Sure. And in that area, you know, it kind of fit the niche for, for what was going on yep. really too. Yep. So, you know, that's and kind of... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we knew, I mean, the, from the day we, no store has hit right out of the gate like Bedford did. Um, during that time, obviously building everything out, um, obviously there were supply chain issues yep. with, well, with everyone. Did you, did you guys go through that problem? Yeah, we did. I mean, what I will say is, again, this is where we source over 55% of our goods locally so there was never any supply chain issues with our local guys sure. which is awesome we never you know people were having a hard time getting eggs or paying a hundred dollars for a case of eggs we never had that because yeah. we have awesome local partners um with our stuff that we have to buy nationally paper goods things sure. like that yeah we had we had some issues but people were understanding of course and, i mean you know, we worked through it well, and I think everybody had the same issue. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of exactly. where everybody just understood, okay, yeah. this is what yeah. it is. And yeah. When so, Starbucks was having issues getting cups, then I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, let's kind of go back for a minute and talk about the local, because, you know, um, a lot of people these days want to know where their food comes from. Sure. Um, obviously, the average person has no idea. Yep. But for you guys in, in your restaurants, it's as clear as day that you guys support a lot of local farms yep. and dairies for all your products. Yeah. Is that something that was important to you guys? Yeah. We, so we had kind of played around with it in our previous restaurant. So again, in thinking about Tucker's, it was like, what are we going to do to make Tucker's a little bit different? Sure. Um, and local partnerships were, cause I mean, cause obviously you could have went to a national yep. and buy things a lot cheaper. Right. And, and do it that way. And yeah, and, you know, the average person probably, you know, would have been like, oh, this is great. But yeah. you guys decided to go that extra mile. Exactly. And it, and it was something that we started 
slowly and it's continued to grow. Like the egg are what we call our pledge to excellence, which is buying all New Hampshire based um, small family farm eggs um, was something that we grew into. Yeah. Um, we really wanted to test the waters with customers and feel like, it, you know, see if that was something that people resonated with. Sure. And the more and more we heard, it was like people loved it. They wanted to know where their food well, came and from. I, and, you know, I want to think everybody's kind of the same in the sense of, okay, you know where it's coming from. You know it's better quality food. I don't mind paying for it. Yep. You know, because, oh, you know, and I don't think anybody minds paying for good food. Yeah. It's when you're paying for bad food. That's when you don't right. like what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, if you know everything involved and you're like, okay, this is a couple extra dollars, but that's okay because yep. you know where it's going. Yeah. I think that gives a lot of relief to people and be yeah. like, okay, you know what? I want to support these guys even more. Yeah. And I think New Hampshire people in particular have a, a serious sense of pride for their state and being able to show that you can. I think people were like, you can't source all this stuff locally. And you can't get lettuce, right. local lettuce in the middle of February in New Hampshire. And it's like, well, no, actually you can. <laughs> there's, you know? there's people it's, that make it happen. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to show people that we can do this. True. I feel like we're, we're that little state that could, right? Like, yeah, you know, like, exactly. You know, like we we had this sense of like we can do it better. You know? Yep. Oh, absolutely. That's why we love doing business in New Hampshire. Sure. It's just it's just such a business friendly. People have a lot of pride in the state and what it can produce, and it's you know we're we couldn't ask for anything more. So, how many partners do you guys work with? Local partners? Uh, yeah, local. Oh gosh. Um, that's a good question. We probably have about twelve, but we have some that are obviously our egg partners are our. Sure. Our big ones. Um, our coffee producer is absolutely amazing, Mill yep. City Coffee, and um, or Mill City Roasting, and we've done business with them since the beginning. Awesome. Um, and then our partnership with Kentucky Creamery, they do all of our dairy, milk, half and half. Um, so that's a huge one. Sure. Um, because, I mean, people love coffee in the morning, yeah, right? That's, you know. Yeah. But then we have some real cool ones, too. I mean, Fuller Sugar House doing our maple syrup up in Lancaster. True. Um, so, so that's kind of cool because, uh, you know, when you're eating and you're ordering your, your meal, they go, do you want real New Hampshire maple syrup or, or the kind oh, of yeah. the fake stuff? And, like, yeah. I, I always go real because, come on, you know, yeah. it's better stuff for yeah. sure. No, I mean, I always say to people, and it's, it's cheesy and I love this stuff, but, you know, someone can sit in our restaurant and have a cup of coffee. That cup of coffee was, if they're having on a Friday, those beans were roasted on Monday sure. at our roaster. And then they pour some half and half in that was from a cow right here in New Hampshire. You know, Within a 30, 40 mile radius. Exactly. Like, that's, you know, that's pretty awesome. That, that, that is pretty awesome. Because yeah. obviously not every rest, restaurant can say that. Yep. So, um, so, so then Bedford Opens does great. I mean, I go to Bedford all the time and y'all still have two hour wait times, which yeah, I'm like. That store's crazy. Which like, <laughs> it's incredible. Like yeah. people will wait at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like in their cars, in the yeah. parking lot, ready to go. <laughs> and I'm just like. You know, like, I love breakfast. I'm not sure if I love it that much. Uh, same with me, man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if know, I would wait either. <laughs> I, you know, that's, that seems a little ambitious to me. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've kind of always seen is the whole Tucker's Tribe thing. Yep. Which is, you know, what you call your employees and, yep. you know, it's kind of your family. That, you know, going back to kind of what we were talking about a little while ago, that culture, you know, what made you guys want to come up with that name and kind of... yeah. You know. So it was funny because we were actually, I mean, we've all, it's always kind of been there, but we were actually um, doing a, we were trying to think of a loyalty campaign. This was like 
our second or third year in. And um, we're trying to think of this loyalty campaign. We had a marketing company at the time and we were like, let's come up with a mascot for our loyalty. And sure. that's when, if you've seen our guy, Tuck, right. who's on everything, they shot that thing over and I opened that up and I'm like, You're oh, like yes. oh my God, this isn't just our loyalty campaign. This is our guy. Yep. I mean, and so quickly we like got behind him and it's like he kind of symbolized everything that we're all about. And the tribe is not just, you know, the people that work at Tucker's. It's the entire community. It's everybody that's affected by what we're doing, which is, you know, from the people that come in and eat at the restaurants to the team and to the local um, people that provide all of our goods. Sure. And, and we're all just working together and it's this cohesive bunch of people. Um, and that's when th the tribe thing just really resonated with us um, and, it's, and it's stuck. So let's kind of, you know, maybe look into the future. What, yeah. is, is there anything you guys haven't done yet that you would want to do? Or, you know, obviously I know Bedford was a bigger ordeal. You know, would you ever do another one somewhere? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like how does the future look kind of for you guys? Yeah, we're in a pretty great spot right now where we're very happy where we're at. And so we're, we're not out specifically looking for another store sure but if something if the right thing comes up we're always opportunistic right and if there's something that we'd be crazy not to jump on comes sure. up we'll, we'll definitely jump on it um besides that we're always looking to continue to grow our local partnerships like sure. i you know our numbers hovering somewhere between 55 and 60 percent of our goods i'd love to get it up to 75 percent. sure i think that would be amazing um, so always looking to do that we have a commissary now in manchester where we produce a lot of our goods we'd always we like to produce even more out of there so so, so yeah so, so to, to, to talk about that keeping everything in-house yep which i feel like is very important because yep. then you keep the quality the way yep. that you want um is that so is that where you store the food or, or you test food out or so a little bit of all that okay yeah so that's most importantly all of our local providers that was another thing we wanted to make it so that we made this very easy for our local providers because they these guys are not only you know, delivering goods. They're running the farms there. I mean, sure. our egg guy could be out picking eggs in the morning and he's boxing them up and putting them on a truck and bringing to us that same day. So, so we wanted to make it as easy as possible. Right. So our commissary functions as our hub for our local providers. They bring everything there and then we have a truck and we ship it out to the stores twice a week. So it's that. We make all of our own baked goods. Um, a lot of our prep stuff is done a lot of our sauces, gravy, soups, things like that are done in the commissary. Nice. Um, and then we're just always looking to see if we can do more out of there. Right. Well, listen, uh, Hale, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Once again, Hale Tucker from the Tucker's Restaurant Group. Thank you. And this is about Behind the Scenes with Darren Roy.